0: What's up, guys? It's Derek Kirby. Welcome back to The Dallas Prospect here. I wanted to talk a little bit today about an interesting interview. This was brought to my attention by a subscriber, uh, Eva Lacamele. I really hope I didn't just completely butcher your name. If so, I'm very sorry. Uh, Eva provided the translations of the transcript that Porzingis had actually with a YouTube channel, Uh, sports studio and this was a Latvian interview and so I would not have been able to pull any quotes from this but it was nevertheless an enlightening interview based on the transcripts where KP kind of talked about everything from you know his health this offseason kind of his experience with Dallas the first couple of seasons there how the perception of him is viewed by others and whether or not that bothers him And more specifically, as you see from the title of this video and the subject line above my head, really his role with the team moving forward. So there's this kind of perception out there, and you get everybody from national media guys like Stephen A. Smith to others kind of peddling this notion that KP is not happy playing second fiddle to Luka Doncic, that he's jealous and envious of the attention Luka gets. And as a result, he doesn't feel like he is a true equal in terms of perception. And more so, KP talked about in this interview, he was asked to do specific things in the playoffs because of how the Clippers were guarding him. And even though it's not what he wanted to do, he decided to try and be the good soldier, to be the consummate professional, which he's largely conducted himself as his entire career. And because of that, he basically went out there, did what he was asked to do, even though that was basically being a seven foot three decoy and not getting many opportunities, getting about half as many shots as he would usually get. His numbers and everything plummeted from the regular season as a result of that. And he doesn't really get much benefit of the doubt. Now, Mark Cuban did bring that up in the introductory press conference for Jason Kidd and Nico Harrison. He did talk about how KP is really much maligned, but there is also a little bit of sense, which we know dating back several weeks, there is something there. KP handled himself very well in this interview, but you can tell at times, and he says it himself, he has to be kind of careful with his words, specifically because whether the context can get lost in literal translation in this case, or whether it's just something intentionally clickbaity to draw attention, you can really get painted into a corner that isn't what you're trying to say or comes across worse than you're trying to make it. I would have liked if this interview had actually talked a little bit about Jason Kidd and the new Mavs kind of regime. It doesn't. Instead, your main takeaways from this are KP basically saying he doesn't have to be the top guy somewhere. He just has to feel that he's being properly utilized. And that really is not only the playoffs, obviously that's, Obvious the playoffs were not how KP needed to be utilized, and it's one thing if you're not being utilized in a certain way, but the team is having success, which is what he was sold on. He was sold on this idea that hey, I know that you're a 20 and 10 guy, and being a seven foot three corner three point shooter, pretty much solely on the offensive end, is not what you want to do. Getting about half as many shots, but At the very least, it's what will help the team advance. Well, the team didn't advance, just like they didn't advance. Now, you can't put the year before on KP because of the knee, and it was a contact play. I don't fault players for injury in any regard, but it's one of those things that it has not translated into team success. And so he looks at this as, I've done everything I've been asked to do. I've sacrificed. I've... Battled within myself to kind of accept this role and to be a professional about it, and it has not paid out. And so, maybe in a little bit of that fuel that we hear, that discussion as it relates to him kind of not being okay with the pecking order, if you will, of Luca and then him, maybe that's a little bit overblown as well in that regard. And that he's not saying, I want to be the top guy so much as he's saying, I want to be used to my ability and to my potential. And that was not the case with Dallas, whether it was these kind of symbolic chains that they kind of put on him at times to, I don't know why I use the word symbolic, the way that they protected him at times or tried to scale him back. And so they would rest him all these times, even if he wasn't nicked up or injured. And then when he would have some kind of injury, they would be extra cautious bringing him back. They basically tried to play him in bubble wrap, which limited His ability because when you come back from an injury now you don't want to come back too early to be clear and maybe even with him coming back around the 10 game mark as the Mavericks were ravaged with health and safety protocols maybe that was still too early and he probably needed another few weeks but even still you don't want to come back too early but at the same time when you come back you don't want to be constantly timid you don't want to be overly cautious you have to go out there and cut loose and play a little bit. If you're playing scared, if you're holding back, you're not playing to your ability. And at times, I think he, what I draw from this, he kind of felt that same way about how he was being utilized the last couple of years by the Mavericks. He made mention in another part of this interview that in years where he's kind of graded himself going in, where he kind of had these expectations... And everything, everything from like shooting splits to points and rebounds and things like that per game, he had a clear idea in mind, and he's really been pretty much on the mark every year except the couple of years in Dallas. Now, when the Mavericks signed him and he was come, or when they when they signed him to his max contract, but really when the Mavericks acquired him, my expectation was that because Luka's primarily a distribute first guy, a playmaker for others, he can score and get his shots, but he is not by default, a scorer or a shooter. Because of that, I thought KP, fed by Luka and set up again and again and again, would be able to be the Mavericks' leading scorer. That has not been the case in either season. He averaged 19 in his first year and 20 in his second year. And his numbers were about in line with his career splits here this past year, in some regards even up a little bit. But it's not the step forward that people thought he would have, even though he had to come from a short off season and had to deal with the torn meniscus and that surgery. It's not the step forward. He thought he would have in year two back on the court. Now he talks a lot about how excited he is having the full off season, having that extra drive and motivation, not just the fact that he's finally getting to put in work and not just rehab, but knowing and expressing that frustration over how much he's been doubted and how many people have written him off. He understands why it happened, but he also understands that he's kind of forced to take the brunt of what was not his decision ultimately in terms of how he was utilized. And I can understand that a lot. I think, I always think KP has been very well-spoken, very honest about what's going on in his mind and his thought process through things. And I've always appreciated that. As a sports journalist, I've always appreciated his willingness to kind of let you into his thought process and his perspective on things. I think in this case here, a lot of this frustration is, he says it himself, I could be the top guy, the second guy, I could be the 12th guy, as long as I'm being utilized in a way that makes sense and it's leading to team success. That's the emphasis, leading to team success. That's the factor there. I don't want to say emphasis as in, like, as he was giving the answer, that's what he, like, got super serious and, like, slowed down and, like, really punctuated the words. No, I mean, like, that's the key bit that's been missing here. He, the way he was utilized, had it led to success, had the Mavericks gotten past the Clippers and then been able to do something in the second round against uh, the Nuggets, I think that would have changed his perception just a little bit. And it didn't work out that way. So it looks like he sacrificed, did everything that was asked of him. And yet he's the one who's having to face the criticism, which comes with the territory. He acknowledges himself like no one's going to feel sorry for you. You got the max contract talking about himself as he says you. No one's going to feel sorry for you. You got the max contract. You have these expectations. And, you know, however you want to look at it, it didn't translate in the postseason. Obviously, you want to raise your game. You want to do better than your regular season stats, whether it's points or shooting or whatever. You want to do better. And just because of what I was told we needed to do, what I was told specifically I needed to do for the team to win, it did not translate. So I think that's a big takeaway there. As we look forward towards this, as we try to say, like, well, the team is obviously going to have him around right now because any sort of trade value that could be there is just too low frankly it's too low there's no reason to do a deal right now especially with a new regime a new head coach you're going to want to see can this be salvaged with a new vision and a new setup going forward I don't know honestly I don't know I want it to work here with KP I would like to see him get this opportunity because he is still 25 years old like it's very much still possible for him to salvage his career and have a great, great career. If that happens, the Mavericks will have great success if they can find that and get that from him. But they have to know how to utilize him going forward. And so maybe with this changeup, we'll get an opportunity to see that. But even still, we have to see what's going to happen. They're not going to make a move right now. I think they're going to try and make this work with him. And whether or not... If, it, if it's just crashing and burning as bad as it has been by the end of last season or even worse through the first half of this year, then I think they move on at the deadline. But I think they're going to try to figure out how to make this work. And they're going to do everything in their power to cobble something together that brings out closer to what we saw, the flashes of brilliance we saw, be it in New York or even in the playoff, Bubble KP, whether or not that guy is still there. Now, maybe with a full off season, maybe with no surgeries to recover from or anything like that, he can get back on track. And we've already seen him working. He's already talked about in this interview. He's already working with his, uh, he's already doing physical therapy. He's working out twice a day. He's practicing like he is putting in a ton of work every day. You're already seeing the pictures from his workouts where he's already looking more cut and more muscular than he was when the season ended. That's all encouraging. But we have to see when the season gets here, how does he look, and how does he fit within the offense? Is he utilized? Is he going to be properly utilized to the point where he can really help this team win? We've seen in the past, with him and Luca firing on all cylinders, this offense is borderline unguardable, and that's even with the need for more three-point shooters, but... That wasn't the case last year. We didn't get any sort of approximation of bubble KP. And part of that was I don't think he was ever quite right this year. And part of that was, you know, whether you want to talk about because he wasn't right, a regression or not. But the other part of it was just how we utilized him, how we asked him to perform. And I'm very hopeful with the changes in the coaching staff that we'll be able to find something there. Like, if Tyson Chandler does join the coaching staff, I don't think that we're going to see KP suddenly implement a a whole lot of low post offense with Tyson. Tyson wasn't exactly an offensive guy himself. He was more a a rebound, offensive rebound, and put-back dunker, alley-oop kind of guy. But even still, I'd like to think that you could find something to balance a little bit, because the last thing I want is just to stick him out on the perimeter and say, hey, you're going to stay there 90% of the game or 80% of the game and if something comes your way, great, go for it. Otherwise, just kind of hang out and we'll find you when we find you. We'll see you when we see you. We don't want that. We don't want that. So this was a, this was a cool interview. Again, I recommend checking it out if you happen to speak Latvian. Otherwise, uh, you would have to find some kind of translation uh, in that regard. But yeah, this was, uh, this was very cool from Eva. Eva. Uh, and and providing this, this was uh, an eye-opening interview. I always appreciate uh, when people send things my way as far as like, hey, here's something something you can talk about. Here's something interesting and engaging. Because we haven't really heard much from KP since media day. Uh, Sorry, not since media day. Since exit interviews, we have not really heard much from KP. To be fair, we haven't heard a ton from Luca. We heard his initial reaction to Donnie Nelson being let go but we haven't really heard anything as it relates to the mavericks other than like you know because he's doing the olympics thing i get it and kp for what it's worth for the people interested he did as well talk about uh wanting to play in the future again for the latvian team it's just not something with him kind of facing this off season and everything trying to get back on track it didn't line up for him to do it this this offseason but it is something he wants to do in the future again it's something he says uh, obviously means a lot to him matters a great deal and so i appreciate that i appreciate and respect that and for luca you know he's obviously taken slovenia to the olympics for the first time and you know we'll see what they can do but luca every bit every bit uh enjoying that ride right now and i'm glad that he's staying in shape i'm also glad to see kp keeping his mind right, keeping his mindset where it needs to be, and putting in the work like, well, frankly, he needs to. Because I think if you get a fully focused, motivated, engaged KP, it's a unicorn that few teams can throw anything at. Now, it's not quite the same like he said himself at the X interviews. When he came into the league, he was a unicorn. There was nothing like him, really. Now you have more teams that they might not be like him necessarily necessarily There are some that are, though. But you have guys that are better equipped to deal with him, whereas before he was just this ultimate game-changing mismatch in that regard. And now it's kind of skewed that way, where now it's less rare and it makes it that much harder to really impact the game in the same way. So I'm curious to see what work he puts in, not just in terms of getting his mind and body right. I want to see offensively what he can incorporate to his game because he talked about the need for his game to grow and evolve moving forward. So it sounds like he's going to go under the hood in a way that because of his short offseason and recovery from surgery last offseason, he didn't get an opportunity to do then. So we'll check it out. But that's it for my time for this video, guys. If you haven't already, drop a like, leave a comment below. Subscribe to The Dallas Prospect. Also, like I said, if you, uh, if you speak the language, check out that video. I'll drop the link in the description below for the interview I'm referencing here. Again, shout out to Eva. I'm really hoping I'm getting that right, but I'm afraid that I'm not. But appreciate you. And uh, until next time, guys, remember, every legend was once a prospect. Peace.